0: Alleluia! My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Alleluia! The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. When wise men had departed, Weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea, in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The creed will be a part of the membership uh, welcoming or accepting into membership right after the sermon, so you may be seated. And the hymn is 716 as a reminder.
1: the city I know not where to flee when storms are warm my soul dismay, and pass through trials all the way F pursues me on his prey most surely, failing breath and eye, in death strong grasp my love to face eternity today, as death pursues.
0: The text for the sermon this day is the text that from Matthew that was read to you earlier. Grace, peace and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Herod the great. The king of the Jews he was actually. He was called the king of the Jews because he was labeled as king over Judea, he was given authority over both Judea and um, Galilee, so basically the entire Jewish population. And Caesar was okay with giving him the name King. And so being the king of the Jews, he wanted to keep that kingship. Anybody who ever threatened it in any way whatsoever, whether real or imaginary, he stood against. For example, in his life, he killed his own one of his wives, and killed two of his sons. In fact, there was a saying in the time of Herod that it was better to be one of Herod's pigs to be one of his sons, because the pig had a chance of living. And so, when he heard the news that the Christ, the Messiah, who was to be the king of the Jews was to be, was born in Bethlehem. He reacted, and his reaction was to send the order, the command of the killing of all of the of all the male children under the age of two in Bethlehem. Which historically, people have doubted whether this happened because there's no outside of the New Testament. We don't have a historical record. But the thing is, there's an easy way to explain it. If Think of like Ocheidon. How many, how many boys under the age of two do you think there are in Ocheidon? Probably not a huge number. Now think about that in an era where there's no television, no internet, no newspaper. to spread it around. And then add to the fact that you have a king who is willing to kill his own children. That tells you why they probably thought Herod's at it again. It's probably the way the world reacted. And so this tragic event in the history of the church, or the history of the world, has been used throughout the history of the church as a day to remember the innocents that have been killed throughout history. In the Middle Ages, they would use it as a time to commemorate the children of the crusade, the children who died in the Crusades. They'd use it to commemorate those who died during the Black Plague. You know that old uh, um, rhyme that children say, at, you know, "Ring around the rosy? There's actually a very, very morbid song or words. It's actually the rosy is the rosary, and ashes is referring to the death. When they say all fall down, it's meaning they all fell down at the hands of the bubonic plague. That's very very morbid, all of a sudden, isn't it? But that is how bad it was. That's why the mortality, the the average age, the average day age, you know, age expectancy in the time of like Luther was really low. It's not because nobody ever lived till they're eighty or ninety. Actually, a lot of people did. The reason is, is so many people didn't make it past the age of two, and when you have a high number of people dying really young, just by the rule of averages, the average age gets really small. And so, the holy innocents was an opportunity to commemorate them. In our culture, in our day and age, we have our own innocence. Our own people that we can use this day to remember. To be mindful of. Be mindful of these people who have suffered in many ways. Who have faced incredible pain, incredible sorrow. As a way to do a a couple things. One, to remind us as that hymn says... I walk in danger all the way. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Any minute, any moment, our life could be taken from us. It it forces us not to fall in love with this world. It's tempting for us to do it, to love this world. But when you look at the reality of the world, that love begins to fade. So here's some numbers to make you to help you think about the concerns and the worries of this world. And again not only that we may be not take this wor- not fall in love with this world but also that we may focus our hearts and minds on Christ who has brought an end who has defeated this world. And that we also may not be content with the way this world is, and we may actually think of ways to do something about it. In the year two thousand fourteen, the most recent year we have statistics for it, we forty one thousand one hundred and forty nine people committed suicide. That is the highest it had been in twenty five years. And from what I understand, the year before was the highest it had been in 24 years. The numbers keep going up. Yet, according to statistics, every 20 men or women, and very often we forget the men, and according to studies, they're showing more and more that just as many men as women are suffering from domestic violence. Very often, and actually, and the part of the reason that the statistics look higher for women is because men are afraid to report. There was a there's a video on this. Any of you ever heard of the show What Would You Do? And on ABC. It was a spin-off of 2020. On the show, they did two little segments. They did it one segment. Where they showed where, um, you know, a guy and a gal were out in a park, and the guy was kind was not actually abusing her, but it was you know as an actor, made the appearance that he was abusing her, and when he did, people were just like that; they were on him very quickly. Not many people let him get away with it for long. When it was reversed, when the woman was abusing the man, they. during, I think it was like an eight-hour study, only four people stopped. In fact, at times, people would cheer them on, cheer on the girl and say that the guy deserved it. Notice that abuse is going both ways. But anyways, so this is what the statistic on it is. Every 20 men or women... Have been abused every minute in this country. So, within the time that I will have preached this sermon, if it's, I know I tend to be long, probably 400 people have suffered abuse at the hands of a significant other. That's probably what, that's just under the population of Ochita. In that same time frame, 220 children will suffer abuse at the hands of their parents or someone else. What what is that about? Melvin's population, maybe? Harris, maybe? Somewhere in there? Significant number. That's 11 every minute. During the course of a year, There are the number of children that are abused during the course of a year is greater than the population of Minnesota. Six million. And note, there is a difference between discipline and abuse. In this country, according to the FBI statistics, there are 300,000 child prostitutes in this country all averaging the age of 13 and they're not prostitutes by choice but they are forced into it they're told they are they are drugged to be controlled sometimes they are get they are forced by fear they're beaten they are abused people will threaten their parents threaten their friends Threaten whoever they can to make sure they keep control of these kids. Some of them being as young as nine years old, being forced to have, to ha- be- they're being raped 20 times a day somewhere in this country. And if you're thinking it's only in the big cities, there, are, there have been multiple cases in the state of Iowa, reported cases. There are multiple recorded cases in the state of Nebraska. I even remember reading a story in Nebraska about a couple hours from us where a mother sold off her eight-year-old daughter. Around the world, there's persecution of Christians. We all know of what ISIS is doing, but how many of you know about North Korea? 15 years in a row, North Korea is the world champion in the killing of Christians. Isis is number 3. How many of you ever heard about how many ever have you ever hear on the news about North Korea's killing of Christians? The only reason I know is cuz I dug around in the internet to find it. The internet won't, the news won't talk about it, but it's reality. I've heard statistics going as high as 20 per hour somewhere in this world are put to death because they are a Christian. People are believe that persecution is ended. The 20th century was the bloodiest century in the history of the world to be a Christian. The 21st century is well on its way to rank number two. More Christians died in the 20th century than the previous 19th centuries combined. Because they were a Christian. Now you take all those statistics. Many of those statistics, people agree, okay, that's a bad thing. Although people might debate on the Christian one, sadly. Actually, many, there are many people in this country that actually wish that would happen here. But most of these statistics, people are are not okay with. They know these are evil things. But there's another statistic in our country that is perfectly legal. In fact, many of our politicians will platform and say, we are okay with it. We believe in a woman's right to choose what to do with her body. Pretty close to the population of Sioux Falls. So take every person that lives in Sioux Falls is aborted, murdered in the womb every single day. On average, I know you've been to Sheldon, you've been there a few times. You even play at HMS, I know plays against them sometimes in sports. Imagine every single one of those, every single person in Sheldon being wiped out. That's how many are aborted every single hour. Think of the population of May City and double it. That's how many are aborted every minute. And the thing is, that's the one that people find acceptable. Even though many people in our society increasingly are saying, well, there is even more and more people that are starting to admit that the, that the child in the womb is a child. This is why I actually think that when we have miscarriages, by the way, I'm really beginning to think we need to have funerals for miscarriages. Because that is a human being that died. It would be a great testimony on that. And it's also the, re- but the thing is, and so, mo- but more, and more, of our con- more of our country, even the pro choicers, are starting to admit that that is a human being. But their argument is becoming well, that's just a, you know, that's a parasite. It invaded my body. I don't want it. And I have a right to get rid of it. They'll acknowledge it's a human now, but they don't care. Their life isn't as important as their, the life of their child isn't as important as the life of the mother. That is the way it is treated. We have politicians who stand and defend it. And some people make the argument, well you got the right to choose life, we should get the right to choose not to have life. Which is absolutely, do you ever hear that argument, you just go, really? You think any society is going to force abortion on every single human being? That's a good way to make this the species extinct. But anyway, so that's whenever anybody says that, it, just like, that's just the worst argument ever. But the reality, of this keeps happening. And by the way, when you when you know it gets to election time, the fact if somebody is pro life, you don't have to vote for them just because they're pro life. they are pro life candidates; they're complete idiots and you don't want them to be president. But, if they are pro-choice, it is a good reason not to vote for them. A very good reason. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, you, if that is, these are actual, they, not if, they are people in that womb. And if, you know, if, what if somebody said, you know, I like Hitler. He did a lot of good things for the economy. Yeah, he killed 12 million people, he was very supportive, he was big on that, but, but he, he, he restored the economy in Germany. He made Germany a military power it had never been in its history. And what's the big deal if he killed 12 million people? Wouldn't that have been absur- absurd for anybody to say that? But that is what we're saying when we say pro-choice is just one issue. No, you're saying, well, yeah, he's okay with killing 115,000 people every day, but he's got a lot of other good policies. That That is a way we reason in politics, and it's actually reprehensible that we even think that way. These are the evils in our society. And by the way, one of the ways that we as Christians sometimes have perpetuated this is that when, a, when somebody becomes pregnant outside of marriage, we get mad at them for getting pregnant. You're not suppo- you should not get mad at them for getting pregnant. You should be getting, when you should have been getting mad is when they were having relationships before marriage. Get mad then. But when you get mad when they get pregnant you're basically saying that child is a mistake and we need to do something to get rid of it. Whether they got no matter how they got pregnant that child is still something God, someone that God created and they are a blessing. And we should treat it as such. And we should support the mother support that child. These are the things that are going on in this world. The evils are going on in this world. And the naive thing we could sometimes think is that we are perfectly innocent of these. But reality is we could all be doing something more to limit it. We could be doing something to stand in its way. And what's even the harsher reality is that the very same sinful nature that is in these people is in us. Think about Germany. A whole bunch of Christians, Lutherans, that were convinced that it was okay to do what they did to the Jews. They are some of your probably distant relatives for many of us. And yet they are succumbed to the same, e- for, to great evils. And by the way, if you ever think, That false teaching about the scriptures is not a big deal. Do you want to know what was one of the greatest things that one of the greatest weapons Hitler used? He twisted the Bible. He made sure to change what it meant. The preachers that are filling up the sanctuaries with over forty thousand people a week are actually using the same version of Christianity that Hitler wanted. Because he knew with that version, you can't challenge him. Because you eventually realize that God is a meaningless God. We as Christians cannot stand for the evils in this world. We cannot stand for false teaching. We are to stand against it. And when we hear of these things, we lose contentment of this world. And so that hymn that we sang ends with such wonderful words. Though we walk, you know, after saying we walk in danger all the way, I walk with angels all the way. They shield me and befriend me. All Satan's power is held at bay when heavenly hosts attend me. They are my sure defense. All fear and sorrow hence. Unharmed by foes do what they may. I walk with angels all the way. The fact that you made it this far in life is evidence of God's grace that his angels walk with you all the way. I walk with Jesus all the way. You know, the one who conquered sin, death, and the devil? The one who guaranteed that the evils of this world will come to an end? We walk with Him all the way. His guidance never fails on me. Within his wounds I found a stay, when Satan's power assails me. And by his footsteps led, my path I safely tread. No evil leads my soul astray. I walk with Jesus all the way. My walk is heavenward all the way. Await my soul the morrow when God's good healing shall allay, all suffering, sin, and sorrow, then worldly pomp be gone. To heaven I now press on, for all the world I would not stay. My walk is heavenward all the way. In the face of these evils, remember that we are heavenward. Our walk That the suffering, sin, and sorrow in the world will be gone. And we walk in that direction. And until that day comes, we stand up. Like the early church, we do what is necessary to help fight these evils. And pray for God's mercy and grace in the face of all of them. In Jesus' name, Amen the grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keeping the one true faith, a life everlasting. Amen. Please stand as we sing, Create in me a clean heart.